What's up, guys? This is Sean, and welcome to another episode of the Ehung Podcast. And today we answer a question from uh, Derek, right? Hi, Sean. Firstly, thank you for your information videos. I had finally purchased my second property for own stay after following your four basic rules and a few of your other asking Sean videos. This is a subsidy property below the median price and close to ten percent below its asking price. It's all thanks to your videos that I had the patience to do my research. However, I am on another dilemma deciding if I should sell first landed property in Sertia Alam. This property is tenanted with rental yield of three before MCO, but before MCO is actually 4.8%. Oh, yo, landed property, not bad. As I bought the property in 2009 at 400000 its capital had appreciated to 650000 median price. My questions to you are, number one, should I sell my first property and diversify the profits to properties with higher rental yield, such as newly launched condos or apartments? Number two, as it is a buyer's market now, does it make sense to let go the property below market and make the investment decision in point one? My reasoning is that the landed properties only have three rooms and may be difficult to sell. Another Nasilamak property to add to your theory is Malaysians must have four rooms minimum for landed properties. Number three, alternatively, some suggest to refinance and unlock the value, but I prefer not to, in my opinion, as it is cash flow positive, but on what situation do I consider refinancing? I hope to take action on what I learned from your videos and look forward to your response and thoughts while I do my research for my next investment property. Thank you, Derek. So first of all, thank you very much, Derek. And thank you very much for sharing a successful purchase on your end. I think it's amazing. So yeah, I will take some of the credit, but it's all you because you took action. So to sum up the question is you have a landed property in Satya Alam last time, 2009, which is uh, almost 10 years ago. 400,000, now it's 650,000, right? You make 250,000 already. Very good. And you have 4.8% before in terms of rental returns. So this proves that some landed properties do fetch high rental returns, right? provided if you are in that range of price, uh, 400,000, uh, but this one 10 years ago, okay? So the question is, should you sell and diversify your profits? Number one, how sure are you that the other side is going to make more? This one confirmed already. So now what you are sitting on is already a confirmed profit of 250000 and a return of 3 to 4%, which is cash flow positive already. Since it's a cash flow positive property already, focus on the next one. Why would you want to want to make more out of it? Because now I think the act has not gathered, but they allow the third property, right? Buyers can get up to 90% loan already. So why are you so concerned on diversifying and making more? Yours is pretty hard to come by already, seriously. And we foresee in the office, we foresee that the next few years is going to be a very good year for property. So whole, I would say whole. Unless some guy really offer you 800,000, then sell, lah, right? <laughs> Number two, as for the three bedroom, four bedroom kind of thing, it's really up to the market decisions. Lah. I'm not surprised that you are not the only three bedroom property around there. And at that price range, I'm not just, I'm not sure about the size. But to me, a number of rooms is not as important as the type of the property. You can tell me like now, bro, double story terrace house, city alarm, 600 IMI. Wow, I can think really. How many rooms? I won't ask how many rooms. I will actually consider, wow, double story. Which part, city alarm, in comparison to a condo, three bedroom, 
Okay, so it's a three-bedroom apartment versus a three-bedroom landed terrace house. So you are comparing against that. So not necessarily four-bedroom terrace versus a three-bedroom terrace. Because yours, I think, I'm pretty confident it's on the more affordable side, which is good. It's just on a sweet spot where people want to upgrade. It's a very easy upgrade from a high-rise to a landed property. So again, don't sell. Third question is when would you consider to... Uh, Refinance, okay? A few reasons why you want to refinance. One, you are in need of cash. Your business needs cash to flow. One of the best financing rates now is actually housing loan, right? Personal loan is around 12%. Some goes to 18% depending how much you are taking as personal loan. Business loan is somewhere around that as well. So a lot of business people, what they do is they actually just charge their property back to the bank and refinance out money. A lot of forgetting that you can only refinance 80% of the property price, which means in your case, 650000 you can only take up to 80%. Pa Liu is about 520000 max. 520000 max. So now maybe if you still owe the bank, then yes, you owe the bank 350000 So 520 minus 350, you can cash out around 170000 But you need to pay back the bank at 520,000. So every month now, your negative cash flow is around maybe three, four hundred ringgit. So in that scenario now, three, four hundred ringgit negative every month versus a positive, what's the impact? And with the 170,000, what to do with it? Because money is best kept, not in a cash form. It's either gold, either share, or provide a good share, or a property. So this 170,000, I will encourage you to refinance only if you know what to do with this 170,000. Maybe if you want to take this 170,000 and to go and settle some gem that you research on. Oh, suddenly I see this, oh, I confirm can buy them. Buy it. Then immediately can collect rental and that will not affect your DSR as much. For those who don't know what is DSR, is debt service ratio, which means uh, based on your income, how much more loan can you gear up to yourself? So I will only refinance if I need the cash to buy off certain deals, especially sub-sale factories, for example. Oh, I see the factories but 10%. Eh. But after I pay that 10%, right, the return is already immediately 8%. But I need that 10% in terms of cash. Then only you refinance here. Lo. But there's always two ways to look at it. La. One is by having 170000 Every month pay uh, 300 right? Actually, okay one la. Per year, only 3,006. Let's say 4,000 I give you. I got 170,000 straight away. Le, which is another 30 over years to actually raise up that capital. This applies if you know what to do with the 170,000. A lot of people, they go and buy car, ha base. Buy luxury goods, ha base. Go holiday, ha base. So you got to be really smart in whether you want to do that or not. Not to be like so negative towards it. You refinance, don't want to, don't want to. But you got to know what you want to do with it. If, for example, now I got this 170000 I can settle some of my bad debts, my credit cards that I cannot settle last time, right? Or some student loan or some business opportunities, maybe. Only those kind of situations I will choose to refinance. But it's a tool. It depends on whether you know how to use it or not. So I think that's all. Uh, thank you very much, Derek, for the sharing, especially on the second purchase. Very good. And I really hope you can apply the same for your third. Uh, I think it's a good buy, your City Alam one. In conclusion, right, my thing is to hold for the next two to three years because I think the market is already showing signs of picking up. Uh, I will be a little bit more patient unless some rich dude come over and bro, I like your house, I like you, I offer 800000 then go ahead lah. <laughs>
right? If not, you just hold because it's money making already. So if you were to consider your third, fourth, fifth loan, right? This property, the income is considered positive. So please declare your rental income so you can get more loan. You need to prove your income to the income tax office that, oh, I earn a lot. That's why I can afford higher risk. Ultimately, something to think about as well, Derek, at your face, right? Is to be self-aware on your risk appetite like how much more you are okay with these kind of properties because you can go forever and and that's my point you can go forever it's fun some people find it very hassle like Ayo, i don't want to go and see property already la. bro i'm very exhausted you i want to look for this la. i want to look for that la. i want pang i want lang i want zang very hard to find one i want to be best of everything right then i want cheap some more ah <sighs> Yeah, unfortunately, property is not for everyone. Just like when I go and hunt for cars, like I may be in the mood for a new car because my current car is... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> but the fact of me going through car stats, right, or car fact sheets, it's very burdenful for me. Like, yo, what is so cool about this, VTEC, VVTEC, whatever, tech tech, right? To me, hmm, so it's the same for property. So I would encourage everyone as well to just be self-aware buying that first home i think as a home is a need la. you must do it la. because i can see people go to 25 36 properties 50 properties and some even feel burdenful for one no right no wrong it depends on what makes you tick okay so i think that's all for this episode thank you and see you guys on the next one. Oh yeah for those who still have any real estate question do just email me at t-a-n-i-h-e-r-n-g t-a-n-i-h-e-r-n-g at gmail.com and i will see you on the next one oh repeat really Am I? Chao.